Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Upstate Anecdote. Today, we'll be talking with another international student and talk about their view on sustainability. Hello. Thank you very much for participating in this Shy Institute podcast episode. My name is Leah, and we're very excited to have you with us.、Uh, first of all, can you please introduce yourself to our audience, starting with your name, where you're from, which year are you in, and what are you planning to major in? Yeah, my name is Chloe Sandiversteck. I'm currently a junior at Furman. I'm kind of a half international student because my family does live abroad,、um, but I, I do consider myself an American. I'm currently majoring in environmental science and really hope to go also into the policy field with that. Oh wow, that's awesome! So you lived abroad in another country. Can you、uh, tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so I was there for eight years,、um, not all at once, but four years for high school, and、um, I really definitely value that experience. I think it made me more independent and more open-minded about things, and I'm just able to, I think, connect with people and and realize varied experiences a little better because of that.、Mm-hmm. Um, also, I just I feel like it's really enriched me as a person, and I am. Very grateful for that experience. My family's still there, and I do hope to go back one day.、Mm-hmm. So, like,、um, tell me, although you live eight years in Beijing and also including high school, what prompted you to co- like you know to go to college,、uh, especially at Furman? Like all the way, what prompted that? Yeah.、Um, so when I started to think about college, I think I always kind of thought I would come back to the U.S. because. This has always kind of been home base, and I've thought of myself as living away.、Um, that kind of frame of mind has changed for me a little bit. You know, home is not really one place for me; it could be anywhere. But that was what my mindset was、um, when I was thinking about college, and I wanted to go in the south because I have some extended family here.、Uh, I knew of Furman because my mother went here, and I did have the environmental science major, which is not a totally common major, and those were my Biggest motivators. I visited here one time, and you just kind of also, in a way, for me, I had a little bit of a calling or an inkling when it was coming up to the decision time, and I was like, you know what, I will just go with this place, and yeah, it has fulfilled expectations, and I've been very happy here. Perfect. I also agree. Furman is such a great school, and the Furman advantage is definitely very helpful after you graduate from here. So、um, thank you for sharing that with us. And today we are going to talk about your understanding of sustainability, your personal journey with that word. And I'm sure that you coming from、uh, a different background where you grew up, your teenager life will definitely impact your understanding of sustainability. Can you please、uh, start us off by telling us? When was the first time you heard the word sustainability, and how do you define it right now?、Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if I was introduced to the word sustainability like particularly until Furman, but I I think I knew of the concept、um, in high school. I was part of the Roots and Shoots Club, which is like an environmental like conservation. Um, group, so I definitely knew that aspect of sustainability that it did had to relate to environmental conservation and, and living in ways that were not going to be disruptive of the natural environment. But、um, 
I think coming to college and having my first fellowship with the Shy Institute and kind of learning more about that word, I knew what it meant more comprehensively in that it also is includes people and it includes animals and, and money and wealth and that it is this whole way of life that includes like not just you but the systems you're in and the global systems and um definitely yeah i the definition has really expanded for me since i've been here perfect thank you for sharing that with us and that is such an interesting story to grow up at one place and you know to to be able to define it in a different way right now and um let's talk about your involvement with sustainability related activities uh, I know that you're a junior at Vermont University, also majoring in environmental science. Could you name a few activities you have been involved at Furman regarding sustainability? Mm-hmm. So most of my sustainability activities have been through the Shy Institute. Um, so originally I had a fellowship at the Shy Institute freshman year. It was the Eco Reps Fellowship. And I pushed for sustainability initiatives like in residence halls and Um, just events among students. I also um, would prepare like monthly meetings on different topics of sustainability. So that's probably, I guess, through that work, I I learned that it wasn't just like recycling and waste. It was also like being conscious with your money and donating and just doing things that were, are going to sustain people and Mm -hmm. the environment for longer. I think my environmental science class that I took also did that. I think Furman has a great way of putting sustainability into a lot of your courses. Um, it was environmental science class, but that professor was part of the sustainability department. And uh, then I lived in the eco cabins, and that was like a once a week course about um, just sustainable living. And I thought that like the metrics that the house took was really cool, the solar lighting, um, I remember one time we did that, we looked up uh, like different bath products and you got like a little scale of like what you were actually using. So that experience is really instrumental for me because that got me thinking about like, oh, in the future, like how do I want to live and conduct my life? Um, Right now, not anything particular because I'm studying abroad, but otherwise I definitely would have applied for a fellowship and I'm looking forward to getting back involved in that one again. That's perfect. Wow, such a very interesting journey with a lot of up and downs. But I think the most interesting part is that you took the leadership role and tried to encourage other students in um, inserting that sustainability, a healthy lifestyle in their uh, life. And that is awesome. Um, Let's change um, our gears a bit for now. Um, So I want to talk a little bit about your teenager you know life back at Beijing Mm -hmm. and because Beijing is such um, a foreign country I would like you to talk a little bit about you know what kind of country um, is it described to us the weather in the country is it suitable for growing plants is it you know sustainable and so on Mm -hmm. Um, so I lived in Beijing which is a very urbanized area. It's a city of about like 20 to 25 million people. So um, on a sustainability scale, probably not so much. It's very like a hustle and bustle environment. Um, and one of the big problems in Beijing is the pollution. And I know they were doing better with that 
recently, but um, it's very coal dependent on coal. And um, so you do see that like walking around the cities and it's very polluted on some days. Um, it's like sustainability from a social perspective. I think people are very like caught up in their own way of life because it is, it's kind of a more wealthy area. And so, and, and also with the government, there's not a ton people can do like social awareness wise. Um, so I do hope that can change and that there will be more, I guess, social consciousness and like volunteering, I guess is a good word. Um, but otherwise, like just general facts, I guess the weather, it's, it's actually kind of in the middle of a desert. So you have very up and down and it's kind of dry. Um, one of the big things with the pollution was we'd always want the wind to come because the pollution would like be blown to like Korea or something. <laughs> um, but I, I did, I did enjoy it. And I almost, I almost feel like I was as a teenager, not really like appreciating the environment and like I appreciate it now that I'm not there which is kind of a sad thought but I hope that when I go back I will be able to like see things more clearly mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. not being in high school and caring about high school things mm -hmm. that is very interesting and the fact that you just mentioned about pollution living in you know the middle of the desert and talking about social you know sustainability that is very interesting I want to talk about, now that you mentioned about the geographical locations, can you tell me how does this, you know, um, environmental differences have impact on the survival of animal species or even plant species? Like, does your country have any rules that would um, try to preserve the natural environment, such as the rare plant species or even not hunting this specific type of animal because of, you know, fear for extinction. Mm -hmm. Does, you know, the place that you live encourage those kind of um, sustainability methods? I don't have a ton of knowledge on that, um, but it, in the urban areas, no, I don't think so much. It's like, it's, there's not many plants around because it is kind of, I mean, the word they use for, like, New York is, like, concrete jungle. And it feels like that sometimes. Definitely as you get, like, out of the inner city, it becomes more, like, vegetated. And because um, so Beijing is set up in a ring road system. So, like, first ring road is pretty much only businesses and stuff. And maybe when you get around fourth ring road in Beijing, there's this park. It's called Chaoyang Park. So they... And parks in Beijing are very, like, vibrant. Like, it's since they have all these beautiful, like architecture along with like nature and like people are out there like with their kids and playing instruments and dancing and so yeah there are these little like protected spaces in the city which is really nice um remember i i did a lot of um research about like, green space and so i think beijing really does have um some little attempts and experiments it has going with that um animal species there are not a ton because it is beijing you might want to look into more about this, but I heard like big birds were outlawed and they're only small birds in Beijing, like little kind of like little tiny brown birds. Um, on a national scale, the um, there's a lot of preservation of the panda because that is the staple. And so like Chengdu has a huge like panda reserve. And um, 
I actually learned recently in my ecology class that pandas are not terribly like beneficial to the environment. They kind of take away a little bit. So, but I think the cuteness factor and also like protecting like the bamboo forest is definitely like a big part of um, China's, I guess, image to the world. And so it's trying to preserve its history. Wow, that is that is so knowledgeable, and I feel that I can imagine and just you know make up how Beijing looks like by what you just explained it to me, and、um, definitely important for the government to care about our natural resources to sustain and restore it for many generations to come.、Mm-hmm. And it's also very good to know about how you know different animals have an impact on the environment and you know their pros and cons in our lives. So,、um, moving on, you also、uh, studied at a school back in Beijing. Could you tell us what、uh, academic curriculum that you know you study in, and are there any sustainability related programs included with the school that you went to? It could be teaching students how to prevent having food waste, for example, or avoid using plastic as much as possible. Anything that helps with keeping the plant healthy. Yeah.、Um, so, not within my like four year high school curriculum. So I did my first two years. The、um, IGCSE stands for International General Certificate of Secondary Education. It's out of like England.、Um, and then for last two years, it was International Baccalaureate. And those programs don't have environmental science or really that perspective at all. Um, which was kind of hard because I knew that I had an interest in that and that was an important value of mine, but it wasn't really something I could cultivate in high school yet.、Um, they they did have like so IB has this CAS system, which is like it makes you do extracurricular activities, and so one of my projects was the Roots and Shoots Club, which I had done, and we、um, we did a little like cute fundraising things in the holidays, and then also like. Set up specific like recycle bins and waste bins at like events and things. So it was pretty small scale, but it was something that I knew I wanted to like start to incorporate in my life. And so because that wasn't in academia, I was making it a part of it through like extracurricular stuff. That is very good to know.、Um, and knowing that you did IB is very cool. Could you tell us a little bit about? Your cost project. I know that IB has you know a project that you have to do to be able to satisfy the curriculum itself. Could you、uh, tell us about the cost project that you did, even though it relate to you know sustainability or not? Okay, so I did two cast projects.、Um, the first one, my junior year, it was called、um, it was called the period project, and it was because、um, in at a lot of our schools, like girls. Well, this is at our school, and then also like in China and rural areas, girls don't have access to like menstruation products. So we did a lot of fundraising. We also put like a dispensary system in the bathroom, and tried to like talk to like middle school girls about it because that was something that we had just observed was missing, and teachers saw it, and it was this thing.、Um, so that was year twelve, and then my year thirteen,、um, which equates to junior and senior year here. Um, was Roots and Shoots, and Roots and Shoots is Jane Goodall.、Um, she's a conservationist. Her like international environmental like awareness sustainability program. She has chapters at different schools. So we started a chapter at my school. 
We tried to go see her because she did come to Beijing, but something happened and we didn't see her. But yeah, that was mostly about, like I said before, like trying to reduce waste. And we raised money for the World Wildlife Fund, which is um, it's about animal welfare and, and environmental conservation as well. So that was that was mostly what the group was focused on. Awesome! Wow, I. Also did IB, but I only did one class project. So very proud of you, and very envious of you.、Um, so let's talk a little bit about、uh, the country that you were at,、uh, Beijing. Can you describe to us if there are any sustainability-related events, such as National Tree Day, Arbor Day, Farmers Market, etc., in your city, town, or even neighborhood that you live in, so that you know we can get a good sense of. Uh, what kind of country is it, and compare it to the American sustainability-related events?、Mm, there were not a ton. The only thing that, yeah, there aren't a ton of like national holidays or like things like Arbor Day and like、um, to commemorate that. Beijing has a great like market system. So I mean, one of the big like things you talk about in sustainability is food waste and like how much your food is traveling. And a lot of the food is local. I mean, like it's a, the equivalent of farmers market, but people like stand out with vegetables and like meat, and there are all these shops, and that's like a great way to definitely contribute to your community because these are people that do this for a living and they need it. And yeah, they're not a huge. Not a ton of huge corporations in China, so I really, I do like that.、Mm-hmm. I think in in the U.S. you don't think really about where your money's going、mm-hmm. as much. That is very interesting because I haven't heard about you know a country where the food is mainly local because there's a lot of、uh, import and export going on in different countries.、Mm-hmm. So that is、um, very healthy factor of Beijing.、Yeah. Um, tell me, Chloe. Like now that you have lived, you are an American citizen, obviously, and that you have lived in Beijing for eight years of your life. What is the most、um, obvious differences, you know, between the two countries when it comes to sustainability? You could talk about、uh, pros, cons, but something you find that is just like, oh, that stands out. You know,、mm-hmm. what would that be? Um, I think, well, China and also the U.S., but in different ways, it would like can be very wasteful. I just think you see it more in Beijing because it's a city; it's kind of dirty, and and I mean maybe in America it's hidden a little better.、Um, but I would say the waste thing is what stands out at first. I don't think Beijing really has that much of a recycling system. And I think that's, I mean, it's a huge effort to like you know facilitate on a、um, city of that scale. And I mean, a lot of what sustainability comes down to is politics, and that's in authoritarian governments where you don't really have people who are able to like start things on their own and have much authority. That's a really hard line to navigate. So I'm not sure if. Maybe China participating in some of these bigger like environmental conferences will help initiate that more. But、um, I do hope so. That's one of the biggest things. Like, they're just not as much like grassroots stuff.、Mm-hmm. Like I feel like in the U.S., 
I've been learning more about like, because I want to go into it, the environmental policy field. And then there's the federal governments and there's like local and state governments. And then in the middle, there are these like nonprofit firms that try to like bring individual voices up there and they try to amend stuff and make things kind of more just in a lot of ways. You don't really have that middleman in China. Um, so not like professing that will make it any better, but that's one of the biggest differences that I see. Mm-hmm. Yes. When we talk about sustainability, you know, like usually people just think about trees and, you know, planet and, um, you know, recycling and stuff. But it's very important, the social side of sustainability, the education and health that falls behind it. And most importantly, the tension um, for this social justice and social peace which is very important as it uh, as it is um, shown in the donut model. So I want to ask you um, if there is something you want to change or even start or, you know, teach something new to people, to peers in, you know, like your next career or in the future, Hmm. something that you want to start on your own, maybe um, a sustainable living or an eco house, you know, something like that. Um, Actually, out of school, like directly out of school, I've been thinking about the Peace Corps, which is like an international program where you live somewhere for two years and there's a lot of like environmental education things and like rehabilitation. So I really hope to do something like that where I can go to some place that is especially like vulnerable and ex- because I mean, one of the biggest like injustices is like that wealthy nations like the US, which are some of the biggest contributors of like CO2, I think. I think uh, the U.S. is number two right now, um, don't experience the effects of climate change most heavily. It's more like rural places that don't have the infrastructure to do so. Mm-hmm. So I hope maybe I can do some community like rehabilitation um, most immediately. I'm having an internship next semester in D.C. with the U.S. Federal Environmental Protection Agency, which I'm really excited about. And I do hope to work in that sphere in the future that might be the long-term future because you have to be very qualified for some of those roles um but yeah i do hope to kind of like start small and build up and you know the united nations sounds pretty cool Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it it really is again big big stuff and Mm -hmm. ambitions so Mm -hmm. well we're very excited (laughs) for you for that and um just out of curiosity i would like to ask do you think you would ever return to beijing after college Um, I do hope so. I don't know how much I want to live internationally or even live there in the future, but it is a part of me. It makes part of my story and I feel sometimes disconnected to that, not being able to go back. So I do hope as soon as China lets in visitors again, that I'll be able to go and, Mm -hmm. you know, it is, it's changing so fast. That's what everybody says when they live there. So it's, I don't know if I go even within like the next five years, it'll be so different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel connection to the people and the culture and the food. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's one of my hopes. Do you think you would ever go back to the country and, you know, like change this aspect of sustainability that you mentioned? Uh, for example, the um, corruption in the recycling system. Do you think that you would ever, you know? That'd be cool if I could. Mm-hmm. Um there's a lot of like U.S. environmental um, policy discussions. Like, there's a lot of um, 
one of the big think tanks that I'm interested in is the Wilson Center. There's a U.S. Environmental Forum. And so that is like a, a team which actually works directly with China. And I think they're looking into a lot of that kind of stuff. So I do hope that I can be a part of those conversations. Um, a lot of the times they say you need to be like fluent in Chinese. So I might need to pick up my Mandarin skills again if I want to go that route. But it is definitely hopefully on the radar. Mm-hmm. We're very excited and uh, proud of you with the things that you have achieved and the things that you have in plan and we wish you all the best and we would like uh we'll look forward to you making a change in the world thank you very much for being with us and sharing your story your side of the story regarding sustainability we really appreciate it thank you again chloe yeah thank you so much for interviewing me thank you